Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. But today I want to talk to you guys about a topic. Today's title today is Breaking Chaos. Pastor Jose, the lead pastor, has been talking about when sea roars, and that's the theme that we're staying in, and he said, I need you to stay in this area, and I said, okay, I'm going to try my best. In the midst of storms, there's also chaos, right? Because they're the same thing. Storms, chaos. Trying to slow myself down a little bit. I see Will's over there with his pink mask. It's just distracting me for some reason. (laughs) He's distracting me, but... He looks good. He looks real good. You look good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I'm trying to lose that weight, brother. Trying to lose that weight. Let me tell you something about storms. Storms may rage, but through the power of God, they can't destroy us. They cannot destroy us. So today we're going to read from the book of Mark, chapter 5. Mark, chapter 5. Get your phone out. If you're old-fashioned, you got your Bible, bring out your Bible. I'm all about that life, too. I got one at home, a big one, like a big, big Bible. That's the one I study from. And then I come up here and look cool with my iPad. Let's read. Let's pray first. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. I don't take this lightly, Lord, and you know I don't take this lightly. I ask, Lord, that the word that is about to come out of my mouth, Lord, flows smoothly. I ask that the hearts that need to hear this word of encouragement gets encouraged. I ask that the pain that may be entering through those doors this morning gets a healing, Father, from our heaven, from, from, from you, Lord. So, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you continue, Father, to move, Father, that you, in the way that you've been moving, Father, from the point that we've entered through those doors, Lord, Father, through the worship, Lord, and song, Father. And we just ask that it continues to flow into the word this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to read from here, and I'm going to try to stay on my script that I have here, because if not, we'll be here for three hours. And um, right now, Pastor Jose, the lead pastor, uh, he's been, two Sundays, he's been under 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's been under 45 minutes, so today I'm going to do two hours. (laughs) Two hours. I'm going to give you extra, because you guys are probably missing some stuff. So here we go. Verse 1, it says, They came to the other side of the sea into the region of Gerasene. I had to look that word up on how to pronounce it. This is Gerasene. Verse 2, When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with unclean spirit met him. Verse 3, He lived among the tombs and no one was able to bind him anymore, not even with chains because he was often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been torn apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Verse 5 says, constantly night and day this man was screaming among the tomb and in the mountains and and he was cutting himself with stones. Verse 6 says, seeing Jesus from a distance. He was seeing Jesus from where? 
Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him. Verse 7. And shouting with a loud voice, he said, what business do you have with me, Jesus? I'm going to read that one more time. And shouting out with a loud voice, he said, what business do you have with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had already been saying to that man, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Verse nine, and he was asking him, what is your name? And he said to him, my name is Legion. For we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the region. Now there was a large herd of pigs feeding nearby on the mountains. And the demon begged. And the demons begged him saying, send us into the pigs. So that they, so that we may enter into them. Jesus gave them permission. And coming out, the unclean spirit entered the pigs and the herd and rushed down the steep banks into the sea. About 2,000 of them. How many? 2,000. A legion. There was a, there was a legion. There was a spiritual battle happening into this man. This man was possessed. Possessed. And he was saying, Lord, cast those demons out of me, but cast them into those pigs. How many pigs were they? 2,000. The herdsmen ran away and, and, and reported it in the city and in the, 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 the countryside. And the people came to see what it was that had happened to him. Verse 15. And then they came to Jesus and saw that the man who had been demon possessed was sitting down, clothed, and in his right mind. He was sitting down, he was clothed, and in his right mind. The very man who was previously had the legion inside of him was sitting down. He was clothed in his right mind. And they became frightened. Verse 16. Those who had seen it described to them how it had happened to the demon possessed man and all about the pigs. They said all the business about the pigs. Verse 17. And they began to beg him to leave the region. You get clean and then people are telling you to leave. You get made nude and people are telling you to leave. Where? Leave the region. We don't want you no more. We want you how you used to be. Verse 18 says, And as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was begging him that he might accompany him. And he did not let him. He said to him, God, Jesus said to him, Go home to your people and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he had mercy on him. Verse 20. And he went away and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him and everyone was amazed. So today's topic, today's title is Breaking Chaos. First point I want to bring to your attention is that chaos allows us to see ourselves. First point, chaos allows us to see ourselves. You see, hardship has a way of introducing us to our real self, to who we really are. We sometimes use the word chaos and put storms. Storms 
allow us to see ourselves. Folks, we live in a cosmetic world where people are bouncing through life and never willing to allow the storm to stop them long enough to get a real perspective of who they are and what they're encountering. Yes, we can see how in the book of Mark 5, this man was possessed by a demon. This man was in pain. This man was suffering. This man was hurting. This man was cutting himself. This man needed a rescuer. And while there was people there who wanted to help him through the pain, remember the story, there was people there who wanted to help him through the pain. When he was down, were the same people when he was made new wanted to kick him out of the city. I want to ask you this morning this question. Has anyone ever survived the storm? Has anyone ever survived a storm? A thunderstorm. We get them all the time. We survive them. A life storm. Yes. Right? For some people, you know that when there's a thunderstorm happening or about to happen, you start to bring your chairs in from the outside. You start to make sure your, your, your patio set is in a safe place so that the wind doesn't blow it. You make sure that you collect the floaties that are in your pool so that they won't fly out. So that the next time your father comes to visit, he can float on a floaty in your pool. <laughs> I don't got no jokes. Most of the time it works and most of the time you have some things that just fly away. One of the first things you learn about storms of life is that when you go through one, things aren't where they're supposed to be when the storm is over. One thing life does for you and for me when we go through these storms is that it shuffles the decks. It shuffles, that's how I shuffle my deck. It shuffles. It shuffles deck. It shuffles the deck and everything is chaotic. Everything is everywhere. Sometimes the storms that we face leaves us with doubt and unbelief. It leaves us with so much questions. Why now? I got it all together, God. I'm okay. Why are you throwing a storm right now at me? I can't deal with this right now. I want you to know God will never throw a storm your way that you can't handle. This world wants to throw storms left and right. Every day, you're going to go through a storm. And this is why we have these moments of fellowship so we can encourage ourselves so that on Monday, we can head out with a clear mind and we can go through all those storms that we're going to go through. See, sometimes storms that we face Leave us with doubt and unbelief. Leaves us with so much questions. It allows us to see our lives in a different way. There's areas that we need to trust more in God. Those are the areas that we need to trust more in God. That we are not able to see when the skies are blue and bright. When everything is okay, we think that our, rela- our relationship with God is perfect. When there's nothing happening, when there's no chaos, everything is perfect. For some reason. But when the storms blow it, it messes everything up. It's when, 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 when everything shows horrifically 
all of our bad areas in our lives. But when the storm blows, it messes everything up. And then it shows us our life as it is, not as we pretend it to be. Our lives are messed up. If our lives weren't messed up, we wouldn't need Jesus. But that's why we need Jesus, because we are messed up. How many can say amen? Amen. I'm messed up. I'm messed up. I'm not perfect. Every day I struggle. Every day I'm, I'm worried. I'm like, Lord, I know you say you love me, but this is tough. Some of us are pretending to have it all together when honestly we need a storm to come and reveal some things to us. Maybe it will show you the areas in your life that you need growth. When the storm is over, it reveals your house needs some repair. You see, when a storm happens, we all walk outside and we look around the perimeter of our house. There's some homes that are missing shingles. There's some homes that have a a fence that is kind of bent. But before the storm, we try to straighten it out. And then when the storm happens, it's like off. It's not there anymore. Storms in our life has a way of knocking the things out from underneath and helps us to see ourselves as we really are. I learned a long time ago that storms take away all of the cosmetic appearance of life. They clear it up. They cut out all the junk. Let's take a look at a previous verse before chapter five. We, 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 we will see how a piece of, of grace and hope was coming towards this man in chapter four, Mark four, verse thirty five. Listen to this. This is the previous verse before uh, before chapter five in, in the book of Mark. Do You have it. Oh, I'll read from here. That day when evening came. He said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him. Go ahead. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boats so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern. He was sleeping On a cushion. Where was Jesus sleeping on? Where was Jesus sleeping on? On a cushion. There is chaos happening and he's sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? 41. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this even that the wind and the waves obey him? This morning, I need you to understand that even when you can't see the storm coming your way, God is fighting for you. 
He is fighting for you. The man who is demon possessed in chapter five was on the other side. He was in the direction that Jesus was going towards. And at the same time that the storm was affecting the boat that Jesus was in, the man was being bothered by these horrible spirits. He was trying to deal with his own issues. How many times do we find ourselves trying to deal with our own issues? We do this all the time. I got this, God. You got me this for. I, I got the rest. We do it all the time. I do it. Sometimes I'm like, God, I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And at the same time, the storm, the storms were affecting the boat that Jesus was in. The man was being bothered by horrible spirits. You see, you see, our deal with our own, we, we, our deal with our own problems. And we don't allow God to intervene. We don't allow God to show up and show off in our issues. We can assume that this man is going through a lot and he's trying to break through his possession. You cannot break through your possession without God in the middle of it. You cannot break through any troubles without God in the middle of it. If you're going to try to do that, you're going to lose. We're going to lose. The Bible doesn't tell much about him, but we can assume that he has family. Maybe he has a wife who is praying for him, for that possessed man. Maybe he has kids saying, God, I don't know what my dad's going through, but I need him to be set free. I need him home. I need him close to us. We don't know who's praying. We don't know if he's asking for help. We just don't know. But what we do know is that the answer he's been looking for is coming his way. Even in the midst of the storm, his help was on his way. Even in the midst of chaos, his help, his answer was coming on his way. Point number two. Chaos are times of restoration. Chaos are times of restoration. The word restoration is the process of repairing or bringing back something to its original condition or better. So the next time you find yourself in a storm, I want you to know that you're about to get and receive a better you. The next time you're in a chaos, I want you to know that you're about to receive a better you. I don't know how many people believe that. I don't know how many people believe that. Sometimes we have people who, who, me, when I'm in a chaos, I'm drowning sometimes. And when I read this verse and I read these chapters, chapter four and chapter five of Mark, that man wasn't expecting anything big. He was trying to deal with the issues himself. But he didn't know that Jesus was going through the storm to see him. In the middle of a storm, you get help. In the midst of a storm, you get answers. Let me tell you, I got two boys at home. I got Nehemiah, my oldest. He's 10. I have Jaden, who is nine. Eight. Still getting used to that. Let's hear it up for the dads. I have two boys at home, Nehemiah and Jada. They're both totally different people. They're different in every kind of way. 
They're hyper, they're energetic, they're boys. They like to wrestle. We have a trampoline, that was the worst decision I did. <laughs> I got a trampoline, they're doing flips, they're doing sideways flips, and I'm looking at them through the window, and I'm like, these kids are going to hurt themselves. But let me tell you something about Nemo and Jaden. They are indestructible until they get sick. When they get sick, they become weak. And they're looking for mommy and daddy to help them. They're looking for mommy and daddy to cure them. They're looking for mommy and daddy to give them some medicine. They're looking for mommy and daddy to make them better, to restore them. They're looking for mommy and daddy to restore them. So as dad, because I'm dad at home, and you ain't gonna play no piano for me? I was getting serious there. Okay, guys. Okay. No, you good, you good, you good. As dad, I go into my medicine cabinet to get some medicine for my kids to restore them. So the first thing I get, Vicks. I get Vicks because you know Vicks cures everything. When you got a headache, use Vicks. When you got a runny nose, use Vicks. When you got a sore throat, use Vicks. I don't know about that one, but. You use Vicks. No, you use Advil, you use Benadryl, you use all these medications that you have to try to restore your child back to health. Jesus going through the storm to restore this man to how he was before all of this mess happened to him. You see, through the storm, Jesus brings restoration. Through the storm, Jesus brings healing. That through the storm, Jesus brings grace. Jesus brings hope. Jesus brings love. Through what? Through the storm. Through chaos, we may not understand it at some point, but he's bringing help. He's bringing restoration. He's bringing hope. He's bringing love. He's bringing comfort again. It hurts. I don't like to be sick. Four weeks ago, I had COVID. Four or five weeks ago, I had COVID. Then after that, I had a a flare-up of my multiple sclerosis. It was messing with me. I'm still kind of off right now. Thank you. (laughs) But through the storm, God showed me love. Through the storm, God showed me hope. Through the storm, God showed me comfort. Through the storm, God showed me healing that I could be up here today proclaiming his love and mercy this morning to you. Storms happen. Chaos happens. It's going to happen. We live in this world where they're going to throw it our way. 1 Peter 5.10. You got it? I like the wave effect, you guys. Get, kind of getting me dizzy, but it's all. It's good. <laughs> and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while. He knows you're going to suffer. It's going to happen. 
It's going to happen because we live in this world where suffering happens. Will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. After that storm, you're going to become strong. You're going to become firm. You're going to become steadfast. How many believe that? But for some reason, when we see the storm coming our way, we get distracted. We fall apart. And we lose hope in Jesus. I want you to know it's okay to have those moments. It's okay. It's okay to have those moments of doubt. But we need to understand where our help comes from. We need to understand where our help comes from. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know what storm you're going through right now. I don't know. But I need you to understand that you just have to steadfast, be steadfast. Keep your prayers going. Keep, keep your relationship with God going. And he'll come through. He has never forsaken you. You probably forsaken him, but he has never forsaken you. These storms does not come from men. It comes from the one. Whoa, whoa, sorry, my tongue. This help does not come from man. It comes from the one who paid the price on the cross with love. Your hope, your answers, your moments of doubt. Your moments when you're fighting with your wife at home. And you're not coming to an agreement. God is sitting at your kitchen table and he's saying, you guys, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it through this. But for some reason, we forget about the love that he has paid on the price for us on that cross. We forget about the pain that he has suffered on the cross. We forget about the whips that he has received. He didn't receive all that for nothing. He, did, he received it for you and for me and for you back there. You're probably thinking to yourself, why am I here? It's because God wants to talk to you because you're not lost. Maybe you might feel like that man who's demon-possessed. And you're probably saying, God can't help me. God is saying, I already sent you a helper. His name is Jesus. That storm that you're in that you can't see through, he's in the midst of that. He's going to help you. You're going to get through it. Let's stop running away from Jesus and start running towards him. And allow the restoration and growth process to happen. Does it feel good sometimes? No. You know why? Because we don't want to be wrong. We want to be right all the time. We're like, I planned it. This is all my, my poster I have at home that tells you all the dreams that I want to hit. I want to be this person in 10 years. I want to have this business in five years. I want to do this. And sometimes, guess what happens? Storms come and they do this. Mess everything up. It happens. It's called life. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, you got to tell me your secret. Because it's going to happen. I hear people, oh, I got to make myself perfect before I come to church or before I, I, I surrender myself to God. Guess what? Stop thinking that way. The church is full of messed up people. It's full of messed up people. And if you don't think so, come to Scarlet. No. <laughs> Because we're messed up here. Let me tell you something. When I see people and I know their stories, 
raising their hand in worship. I'm like, God, you are working. When I see somebody who had a, a, a bad news from the doctor and suddenly they are happy because they got some good news and they're worshiping, I'm like, God, you are awesome. That's right. That's right. I don't want to be around people who got it all together. That's right. No. Because I know I can't be as perfect as those kind of people. But when Jesus sees me, he sees all my imperfections and he makes me new. I don't know if y'all are listening. You with me? With me. Chaos, point number three. Now, I like this. I like this point here. Chaos can bring spiritual growth in our life. Chaos can bring spiritual growth in our life. For those that are watching, chaos can bring spiritual growth in our life. The reason why I say can bring spiritual growth is because it's determined on us. It determines on how we deal with that chaos that brings us spiritual growth. When you go through chaos... Don't be the first person to run to your friends for answers. Don't be the first person to go to social media and put your business out on Facebook. Don't use your chaos to do that. That's why I said chaos can bring spiritual growth in your life. The reason why I say it can bring spiritual growth is because it's determined on us, on how we Deal with the chaos on how we allow the chaos to teach us what we should change and how we should grow. They don't automatically bring growth, but if we encounter chaos with the right mindset, we can really see the hands of God working in the midst of all that chaos. See, chaos brings spiritual growth. It, it brings us into admiration of who God is. It brings happiness in our Christian experience. It brings fruits and goodness. It produces praise, glory, and honor to him. When we understand how to deal with our chaos. Isaiah 41.10 this is from the standard Bible, the standard version Bible. It says, I'm going to try to read this and not get dizzy. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right Hand. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. This is our heavenly father. He is saying to us, don't go crazy when you can't see me. Don't fall apart when you feel like I'm not there. Don't start losing your mind when you can't feel that I'm around. I'm still here. I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I will uphold you. 
I'm in the midst of the storm with you. Why are you going crazy? You're going to make it. It's okay. Just trust me. Just trust me and see me work it all out for you. You see, God will always come to your rescue in the midst of the storm. He is sufficient. His love will never fail you. However, I want to encourage us to grow. This is why I said that chaos, it can help you, but it determines on us, on our growth. You can't just come on Sunday and expect that that's enough for the rest of the week. Scarlet Note works really hard in promoting resources to all of our members here at Scarlet Note. We have morning prayer from our lead pastor every day. Y'all better give a round of applause for that. You gotta give a round of applause to that. This pastor wakes up at 6 o'clock in the, 5 o'clock in the morning, wipes off the eye boogers, opens his Bible, drinks some coffee, gets his camera, his lights ready, he puts makeup on. <laughs> And he's saying, good morning, you faithful servant. God bless you. He's there praying for you. We're like at about, what, 200 already? No, that one is, she's, 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 she's following. She's like, I'm over here. I'm watching every morning. I'm on 95 listening. Then we have two are better here. Two are better here. If your relationship is going chaotic, you need some restoration. The help is here. Once a month. I know some of you already planned the, the goal for the uh, two are better Cancun trip that's going on for next year. I know some are going. But let's make sure those relationships are fixed before you go. So you can enjoy that time. Okay? Then we have our children's ministry that's growing. We have our children's ministry that's growing. We have one, two, three, four. We have like five classrooms that are active right now. And every other Sunday we're adding a team ministry in the back. I see some of the teams that were with me last Sunday. I have the honor to speak to them every Sunday. I have the honor to speak to them. And I am so happy that we're, we're, we're building these kind of resources to restore them as well. You think your kids are not going through anything? I work in the school system. You might not believe it, but yes. <laughs> I'm in there. I'm in there. And every time I see them, I'm like, Lord, help us, God. I see Kami. Kami's at my school. But I know and I see the things that they're faced with. They're faced with a lot of decisions at a young age to take that they shouldn't be taking right now. So they need some restoration. They need some word. They need someone to encourage them because they're going to be dealing with the aftermath of all this mess. Because my heart cries when I see where these young folks are going. It hurts. (laughs) 
I gotta start working out. <laughs> My heart cries, man, when I see what's going on in the school system. Schools are good, they're amazing. Parents, but I need you guys to be advocates for your kids. Be advocates to restore what's going on. So I don't want you to keep reacting to storms with panic and feeling anxious and hopeless. We need to do our part in our spiritual life. When the chaos stops us, this time we need to invest in us. We need to pick up the Bible and read some scriptures. We need to fellowship with other believers. We need to fellowship with people who know a little bit more than us. Let me tell you, every time I come up here, uh, the lead pastor calls me and he gives me the rundown. He asks me all the questions I'm talking about. I have to answer at least 100 questions before I I get up here. And uh, I appreciate those moments. Because I know one day I'm going to be here by myself. And I'm not going to have that person to call for encouragement. I'm not killing you yet, Pop. (laughs) You see, when I fall, he lifts me up. When I fall, the lead pastor lifts me up. He encourages me. My mom also encouraged me. You think when I deal with this MS stuff, it's easy? No. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to get through it. I don't know if this is going to go away. I don't know if this hurt, this moment of, 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 of not having control of my body is going to go away. But I'm looking for restoration because sometimes my faith is tested. Sometimes I'm saying, God, why? I know you're better than this. And guess what? I have those moments where I'm screaming, God, why me? Why couldn't it be my fourth cousin? (laughs) (laughs) See, I could joke like that because that's the stuff I do with. But let me tell you something. When I'm in those moments at home and I see my wife and she's working and she's dealing with my kids. And if you don't know about the sickness of multiple sclerosis, it's a crippling disease. This is no joke. This is a crippling disease that allows you to later on in life, you'll, you'll probably not be able to walk. You'll probably be in a wheelchair bound. You'll probably be my issue is that I'm not scared to be in a wheelchair bound. I need to make sure that my mind is strong so that I can keep speaking God's word. Even if I'm on a wheelchair, I'm going to keep speaking God's word. Even if I can't see the miracles, I'm going to keep speaking God's word. Because through his word, I find restoration. Through his word, I find hope. Through his word, I find love. Come on. How many believe that? Let's go. It wasn't easy. I had COVID and out of nowhere, I was at work and everything started going out of whack. In my vision, I was getting dizzy, and I walked. I actually walked out of the classroom. I told the teachers, "Like I can't, I can't uh, continue uh, today. I have to go home." And I rested, and they were calling me, and I had some 
friends at work who were praying for me and people even at church that knew were praying for me. And, and I appreciate that because I'm not, I'm not in this, I know I'm not in this journey by myself. And there's a lot of people who love me here. There's family who love me here. We're probably not the same color, but they my family. But for some reason, when chaos happens, we want to take our survival kit out and allow the chaos to be calmed with our survival kit that we have. Most of us work like this. We do what we want. Every other time, but when chaos happens, we're the first one to fall to our knees. When chaos happens, we're the first one to look at God and say, God, I need you. Why don't, instead of throwing your bag, your emergency kit at the storm, you fill yourself with the presence of God. So that when that chaos happens, that chaos can't move you. That storm can't move you. Those moments of doubt that you have in your mind, you'll be like, I'll get through this. This is just temporary. There's a moment of restoration coming to my life. It's going to be okay. It's going to feel better soon. I can't see it. That demon-possessed man was dealing with issues. He was cutting himself. The Bible says that he was cutting himself. He was screaming. He was in pain. But in the midst of the storm, his help was found. In the midst of the storm, Jesus was sleeping on what? He was chilling. He was watching. I don't know what you guys watch now, but it's probably not that. <laughs> he was relaxing. He was chilling. He was relaxing. And, and, and the storm was happening. And the disciples came down and said, you don't care about us. There's a storm happening. He's like, chill. It's going to be okay. The next time you're going through a storm, I want you to chill. And know that it's going to be okay. Isaiah 43. I'm almost done. Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. Will, I have called you by name. Will, I have called you by name. Rob, I have called you by name. Linda. I have called you by name, Patricia, over there, who sometimes come to church, but it's good to see you. I call you by name. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, did I say rivers of easiness? No, I didn't say that. I said difficulties. When you go through rivers of difficulties, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burnt up. The flames will not consume you. The flames will not consume you. The flames will not consume you. 
Stop thinking when you're going through a storm that you're going to fall apart. And I'm preaching that to myself. I'm preaching that to myself because I have moments where I feel like I can't make it. I have moments where I feel hurt. I feel moments where I'm like, God, I don't want to take this medication no more. It makes me feel horrible. I don't know why I'm taking this, but I bless you for uh, uh, blessing me with the funds to pay this, this, this medication that costs almost half a million dollars. I, I, I thank you for that, but God, I just don't want it no more because I'm also human. I want to be outside when it's hot outside. I want to be, you know, I want to be at the beach with my Speedo. <laughs> my wife, my wife, she like that. She's not here. <laughs> she left. <laughs> I, I want to be well. I want to be, I want to feel better. But I can't keep throwing my emergency kit at every problem. I have to start dealing with some of those problems myself at home. I have to deal with those problems myself. Hey, when was the last time? I know our men at the Father's Summit bought a whole bunch of books. We bought a whole bunch of books, ladies. They bought a whole bunch. If they're not reading, I don't know what's going on. The books were small, the same measurements that I like. I like small books. Um, but instead of throwing that emergency kit at your chaos, throw the word of God at that chaos. Throw that word that you're learning on Sunday at chaos. Throw the, 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 the metaphors that uh, Pastor Jose is saying in the morning at chaos. We're in the church where we are feeding you to endure these chaos that you're going to face. Don't fall short of God's glory. Don't fall short of God's glory. Keep working. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. It's going to be okay. You're going to make it through. Lois, you're going to make it through. Brian, you're going to make it through. You got two little babies now. You're going to make it through. They're going to grow. But I want you to know that you can break any chaos that you face. Break any chaos that you, you will face. You're going to face it tomorrow. You'll, pray, you'll, you'll, you'll face it next next week. You'll face it next month. We don't know, but the chaos is coming. Just make sure, make sure that you can break through it. How many believe that? How many believe that we can break through any chaos? How many believe that we can break through any chaos? With the help of Jesus, all stand up. Let's all stand up. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.